podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. There's a tension that exists between what we know we were created for, which is holiness, a deep relationship with God, and the imperfections and limitations and sins that are part of our life. It can be easy to feel really frustrated and to feel like we should be better than we are. And that's what we're talking about in this week's episode. We hope it's helpful for you. God bless. Hey, everybody. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Hi, guys. I'm Rachel, and I'm here with... I'm Erin. And I'm Nicole. Yay. And we are the In the Thicket podcast ladies. (laughs) (laughs) And just in case you're new, A, welcome to all the people who our new listeners if if you're just joining us we are super pumped to have you here and, and if you are you know tuning into a podcast on suffering you are like a special type of person that yeah. are we're already like excited that you're here and you're we're already close hearts, friends so. that's <laughs> right yes and uh to all those who are new we have a fourth member of our podcast mm. team we have a okay. secret prayer partner who okay. listens to our episodes to make sure we're not dummies mm-hmm. and who also um prays for all of the things and prays for all of you and we pray mm-hmm. for all of you too so yeah yep. So yeah, so welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. And uh, we, I, I love doing this, but like in the podcast world, we just recorded an episode. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you guys how you are because, well, actually, we didn't really talk about how we are all doing in the last episode. We talked about the weather. So let's That's talk true. about how you guys are. Um, Nicole, how are you? What's going on? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. So I'm kind of in the swing of uh, teaching. I'm a music therapy professor uh, at Belmont University in Nashville. And so just teaching courses and which is great. Um, but also I am working on PhD stuff and really pushing hard to try to finish up my dissertation and defend sometime in the summer. So mm. it's, um, it's kind of like I switched gears like month, you know, during the week, I'm trying to really do school stuff and then end of the week and the weekend, I'm really trying to work on dissertation. So it's, it's mm. a lot, but it's like good. And I, I'm grateful for all the things. So yeah. Just that's that's kind of what I'm just kind of in it, you know? Just yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sweet. Good. Yeah, it's good. I guess. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Uh Aaron, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Um, sorry, I just for some reason had this interaction that came into my brain just at this exact moment. Great. I'm good. Today is good. Um, I have been so I have fibromyalgia. It's been like really up and down lately. And I've had some big things happen in the last little while. So I'm like, I feel like for the last little while has been like, you know, when you're really busy or like stressed or something, and then when that thing is resolved and then you mm-hmm. get sick. Mm-hmm. I feel a little bit like my body is like, okay, we're just going to only allow you to function for approximately two hours today. And then we're going to chill the rest, of, which is okay, which is like, okay, you know, cause I know it gets, it gets better. So, but it's just kind of that season frame. But the thing that was making me laugh, I don't know why this popped into my head was like, I went to mass today because today we're recording on the um, the World Day for Consecrated Life, mm, right. which is fun. Um, I'm a consecrated virgin, and so I was like, I have to get a mass. And I was and I was blow drying my hair with this stupid thing. You can listen to our episode on obedience if you want to know. It was the God wink for that. 
And then I realized what time it was. So I was like, no, I've got to get to mass. And then so I got in the car and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get there because it's starting to be rush hour. And da, da. anyways, I got there right at the beginning of it, which was great. Um, so I was like, that was a little gift. And then I walked outside and I don't know what it was. I don't know if the guy, because there's a homeless guy who hangs out after mass. And I was just like chatting with him for a second and then I was walking and then there was this guy who was walking towards me and he said he said one word and he was like smiling really big at me so it wasn't rude and it wasn't like sketchy but I have no idea what he said (laughs) so then I just gave a polite nod and smiled back at him and I think maybe he maybe he might have gosh I can't even remember I, I don't even know like smoke or like I I don't know like I'm just, just making a random it up word now. While he just said a, a random word while smiling at me so mm-hmm. it seemed very genuine and well-intentioned so if that was you if you are listening the guy who's smiled at me and said a word you can send us a message <laughs> anyways that's how I'm doing that's cool wow that's, that's interesting yeah that's I great. love that I have like cousins from like different parts of the world and like so some cousins in England and like they were British and so they mm-hmm. have British accents and sometimes they come to Canada to visit family and it's really funny because they totally, you know, like they totally take advantage of the fact that sometimes people don't understand what they're saying and just say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, nice. No, yeah. Right. Oh, and it's great. And one of my cousins, she said one time she was visiting with aunts and stuff and she could tell that they did not know what she was saying. And she was saying stuff like, you know, is it, like, is it all right if I have this like drink or whatever? And they were like, yep, yep. And she's like, she's like, no, they're not understanding. She's like, is it okay if I just like pee on your couch? And I'm like, totally. Yep. Totally. <laughs> it was like, you know, there's just uh, like, oh, that's right. Um, that's right. The guy was probably me telling that. me that I was going to step in dog poop or something. And I'm like smiling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Um, yeah. Rachel, so, how are you doing? Um, yeah. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. Like I, yeah, I'm just kind of having a crazy week because I was in DC and now I'm, I'm in Toronto and um, there's just, yeah, kind of like Nicole and also like, like school stuff and life stuff and just many, many things going on. So, mm. um, but I feel, you know, sometimes there's a lot going on in your life and you just sort of feel at peace. Cause you're like, I mm. can't really, I don't think I can have a handle on all mm-hmm. of it. So mm-hmm. I know that God must, train is like, going mm-hmm. yeah, just, just on the tracks. Happens. Right. And yeah. you just know that God has got you because you're like, there's no other way that I'd be kind of totally well. Right. My prayer during that time is Lord you called me to do these things. You figure it out. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's right. I feel like that's exactly where I am. So I have mm-hmm. peace about it and it's kind of great. I, I'm, I'm enjoying and great. I'm grateful for the nice. peace because you can't yeah. be in those places and panicking and I'm totally. not. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other episode. Yeah, that's right. No, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And that's mm-hmm. not this episode because this episode we are talking about actually what's the name of this episode, Erin? You just told me. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I feel I, like I, I should would, I should be better than I am. I should be better than I am. That's it. That's what we're talking about today. So if Which, you've ever thought that, this is an episode for you, mm-hmm. people three. Yeah. As soon as Erin said that, she's like, it's like this phrase. And then we both went, oh like, <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's a real feeling. Also, yeah. I just this is completely random. I just want to show you. I'm wearing little fork earrings today. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh they're cute. <laughs> no one has commented on them so I need you to notice them That's yeah all. because I I because I can you can see them from far away like they, you, you they look tell. like cute but you they can't don't look like forks. Forks. yeah so fun. they're from a little yeah. town south of Nashville called Leaper's Fork so they oh. sell little fork earrings mm. anyway they're very cute 
Nice. I think this is so, probably yeah. my like attempt to distract from this uncomfortable topic. <laughs> right. You know? Let's not talk like, about I'm just trying to deflect yes. and, and mm-hmm. you know, that, so. you have to bring me back. But, yeah, we got to bring it back because this okay. is something we definitely all feel. And essentially we're talking about the dealing with the fact that we're all imperfect and we all are mm-hmm. striving for holiness and to be more like Jesus. And in that striving, we are constantly bumping up against the fact that we're failing at that. And we just, there's things that are hard and that we're not good at. And, and there's, mm-hmm. that's like yeah. on two levels, right? I think about, I wish, what is, it? I wish I was better than I am. I think about mm-hmm. that on two levels. Like there's, the, there's like the deeper level of like, I wish I was more like Jesus, i.e. Mm-hmm. I wish I was better than I am. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it, it's just like on a superficial level. Like yeah. I yeah. wish I was better than I am because I mm-hmm. wish I was fitter than I am. Or like, I wish mm-hmm. that you know, I had good hair. Yeah. Like, I don't know, just like random. Yeah. I got to find this text because like but... I sent my sister a text and it was like, I feel like for me in that, like I should be better than I am. It's the word should that's yeah. like, oh, I should be better than I'm right. Yeah. I'm like, one of my, that's professors, one of my professors yeah. teaching us counseling techniques. She said that she borrowed this line from another therapist where he would say to clients, like, stop shitting all over everything. Yes. <laughs> and it was totally. like, like the word should, that as soon as yeah. that enters into the equation, then we're not, we're not necessarily um, thinking or saying things to ourselves that are helpful or other people. Mm. Okay. So this is what I'd written to my sister, which like feeds right into this. So I said, um, I told her, cause she, she was totally having one of those moments where she's like, I should, I feel like a failure. Like I should, I should be better at this. I should be whatever, mm. you know? Um, and I was like, I told her that ought is the proper term in terms of morality. When we're obliged to do something that is just and in our means, we should do it. Like that's Mm. the proper connotation of the word should, right? Like Mm. should is just a word that should alone just basically is a word that ties guilt to us in an acceptable Mm. way, Mm. like, or expectation, you know? Um, and so when we use it out of that context. Yeah. So like I was telling her what we used to talk about in, cause I did some, um, some like pain clinic classes mm-hmm. for people who are dealing with chronic conditions. And they totally talked about exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying, Nicole, about like, mm-hmm. like we should all over us, like I should be able to do this and why can't I, or I should be able to like, to get this accomplished, or I should be able to respond to this person in this way. And I can't like, or, and I'm not like, why am I not? You know, and I was like, um, 99.9% of those times is not helpful. It's just guilt inducing or self-esteem damaging. Um, and mm-hmm. there's a rare occasion that it can motivate us, but I would argue mm-hmm. that thinking of things in ought terms instead of should can pretty much eliminate should. <laughs> so it's like trying to like, you know what I mean? Like, cause there are, it is true that there's like, like in the imperfections that we have, there are, there are things that we ought to be doing. Like we ought to be going to confession. We ought to be praying. We Mm. ought to be in relationships with other people where there's like some accountability to each other for not, I don't know, railroading our own lives and going off into the, into the middle of nowhere and off the deep end in some way, you know, like, so there's like, but those are things that we ought to be doing as part of like the normal Christian Mm. life. But for me, hundred percent I always confuse ought and Hmm. should that's so interesting but here's the thing I feel like the things that you said I wouldn't have a problem saying should for those things either Mm. like I should go to confession I should do this like I I think like for moral things that are like man you know sort of in a way helpful guidelines 
should is not such a harmful thing in that, like, cause it's not really a personal thing. It's like, these are things that everybody should do. You know, like, it's not just me specifically. Mm. It's like, these are good shoulds in a way, you know, or good oughts, but even ought, I think, or should like, there's, there's areas in which like, that's just not the right way. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I mean, because both are right in the sense that like, okay, let's say in whole, in, in just, you know, I don't know. I'm like trying to think of a virtuous thing. Like I, I ought to be less greedy, you know, mm-hmm. or I should be less greedy. Like it means the same thing. And it's not, not true. It is true. Cause that's a moral question. But when then it points to a certain situation in my life, like I should be better at eating, you know, like differently, or I should be. And it usually like, mm. it's not, it's it. I think you're right in that the principle isn't necessarily a bad principle that we're like leaning towards, but it's not, it's not really addressing Like, why did that come up? Yeah. When we use the word should, I feel like there's on a con- there's a connotation where like, I, mm-hmm. I, I should be at this point or ought to be, but I am not. And it's I'm through not. some fault of my own. And I feel bad right. about that. Like, mm-hmm. okay, here, I, maybe we can all share some of our weaknesses. How about that? Sure. Um, okay, great. great. Um, yeah. I'll start because I brought it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, okay. I, I am forgetful. I, it, it's something that my, I've, I, for as long as I can remember, I have, um, I have been that way. (laughs) Not quite sure, you know, now saying this, but, but I I remember my parents telling me like, Nicole, like someday, you know, it's funny when I imitate my mom's voice, I say like, and she's not, it's not angry voice. It's just that she's like half Italian. And so this is like, how she talks sometimes. And it's like, it's great. That's great. I love it so much. Um, so Nicole, like you're just, you're going to, when you have kids someday, like you're just going to forget your own children everywhere, you know? Cause like, I would say during undergrad once a week, I'd forget my lunch and my, we, my mom lived close. And so if she was close enough, she would come and she would drop off my lunch if she did out for errands. And then, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, one time I like left my wallet on the top of my car at school. One time I like forgot my car. Like I didn't know where the car was it just like <laughs> always. And especially if I have lost my plate or I'm tired and it's something I have, a I have now, and this has happened to here where I like, I would bike to work and then I forgot my keys or I'd forget my wallet or I'd forget my lunch or I'd forget my phone or I'd forget, like this has happened so many times um, I have a song that I sing to myself now wallet keys phone water bottle lunch every morning when I leave because <laughs> otherwise so I will forget one of those things like guaranteed so I have to sing myself a song that's amazing um, yeah so it's it's so there's there's a thing where I'm like I should be more rememberful I shouldn't mm. be so forgetful and of course there's things like my little song that I can do to help myself but sometimes I just I for the for all of, I just forget stuff you know yeah um and but I want to share this story because I I am um, it's something that I've I, I always I, this is something I always felt bad about myself for um, because I felt like I didn't have control over it. And I would try these little things of trying to remember. And I, I like try to be organized. I have all these planning things that I use and, and still I'll forget something when I worked at, I used to work at like, um, um, a server at a retirement home when I was a teenager and they loved me. The, The older adults loved me, but it was because I compensated for my forgetfulness. You know, if they'd asked me, oh, can I have an extra thing of ketchup or can I have an extra whatever? Can I have a refill on my tea? Inevitably, I'd forget all those little extra things. So I'd have to compensate by being like extra nice. <laughs> so I was the kind of forgetful one, but they were like had compassion because I was kind to, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
but I, I just, I wasn't a good, I wasn't good at it. Cause I just forgot those little things like that. And that's like the key of a good server is they remember like, right. Like, mm. right? like, like I don't have that right. anyway. So I always feel bad about this. Um, but I had this one experience. I, I've started taking the thing of like, where I'm like, Lord, like, you know, me, you know, that my brain for whatever reason, for whatever has happened, like that, I struggle with this. So you have to figure it out. Like, this is kind of like what I was saying at the beginning, Yeah. like you made this, you fix it. Like you mm-hmm. made me, you fix it. Um, but mm-hmm. I had this experience where several years ago, um, I was visiting, um, I was visiting family in Ottawa actually, and, um, had gone downtown and, um, did touring and it was with the guy I was dating at the time. And, uh, and then we had bought like little, like little treats and things. And I had bought my sister like a birthday present and all this stuff that I was going to bring back. And then we took a taxi back and I had been carrying all this stuff. And I just like forgot all of it in the taxi. Mm. So got inside and all, you know, and I felt so bad, um, Mm. because I was just like, like I should, it was a thing where I should have, I'm like, I should have double checked. I should have just looked to see, you know, or whatever, all these things. Uh, and I remember praying to just be like, okay, Lord, you figured this out. Like, like that was my prayer. I was like, you know, me, Lord, you Mm. know that this happens. So please you figure it out. Um, Anyways, we tried to call the taxi company. We couldn't remember what taxi company we took because, mm-hmm. you know, it was just like, random. Yeah. 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 So we just, there was no way we could track this guy down because we didn't even know like what it was. So <clears throat> um, anyways, so that was, that was like a Saturday. Couldn't figure it out. Sunday, we went to mass, nothing came back and there was a little business card in my sister's mailbox. And we, and it was a, it was a, a business card for a taxi company so we called and it was a taxi driver and wow. he somehow was like figured out that of all the guests that he had had that day, that it was probably us who left the bag. And then he came to just try to drop it off and we weren't there. So then we, you know, and so we called him back wow. and he came and we tried mm. to like tip him and he wouldn't accept anything. He was oh. just like really happy. Um, and then, and so, yeah, so it was just this beautiful thing. And then the, the crazy thing was like two days later, um, and the guy I was dating at the time had to take a taxi because he was leaving before I did. And I remember him like texting me and being like, so I took a taxi to the airport from, you know, this hotel that I was staying at. Guess who the taxi no, driver was? That's so funny. All the taxi drivers in Ottawa it just happened to be the same guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just that was, the I think, the first time with this particular thing of this forgetfulness where I just really gave it to the Lord and was like, mm-hmm. I like, this is my best Lord. And I know that my best is not good enough and that I should be better, yep. mm-hmm. but I, I am going to lean into you and, and, and that he did kind of, and there's been so many times since then, where I've forgotten things that I like really shouldn't have forgotten. And I've just like given them to the Lord in the same way. And somehow mm. things get found and things work out. And so it's like, I, I feel like I have this new trust in the Lord where I can you know, I imagine it as a puzzle piece. I'm the puzzle piece that has the the part that's empty. The you know? funky, yeah, yeah. The shape, the shape that's the empty part, and then he's a puzzle piece that fills that part. Yeah, and like we go together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's anyway, there, that was like a long story, but that's, no, it's that's good. been my experience of like, yeah, mm-hmm. encountering this weakness. So yeah, but I think that helps sort of talk about because I think what I was trying to say before about like different kinds of ways that we're imperfect that there's like mm. the imperfection of like just generally all of humankind and that 
we're all, you know, cause of sin and, and we're all trying to be holy. And there's like the shoulds that go with that, mm-hmm. that are not like, right. that, that are like just part of our spiritual lives, you know, that mm-hmm. are, right. that are good in a certain sense, in a certain context. Mm-hmm. But then there's like the should that just goes with like the imperfections that we haven't really chosen that aren't necessarily sinful, but they're, there's still imperfections. Like and this they still affect other like, people and they affect other people. Exactly. And we want to improve on them, but it's not like sinful things that we're necessarily choosing, mm-hmm. just like part of our sort of brokenness that we're, mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you, mm-hmm. however, it kind of works out to be that way, mm-hmm. a weakness that we're just struggling with. But then the evil one can come in with a should in that context and just make us instead of leaning on the Lord in trust, make us just despair about mm-hmm. we are at our core or something like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. And those are two different kinds of content. Yeah. I feel like the, cause for me that, that I think is what has been helpful for me about thinking about a should and an ought is because, is because if I'm looking at the things that I should be doing in my spiritual life or whatever, like I feel this all the time, like I'm a consecrated person, mm. my life should, should be prayer, mm. quote unquote, right? Excuse me. I actually had a couple of Cheetos and now I have very <laughs> orange fingers. If you can see that. Um, but it should, but it, it should be that, right? But, um, but also I have a chronic illness like right. that affects my cognition mm-hmm. and my fatigue. Mm-hmm. And so it's not actually always possible for me to do what mm-hmm. I would like to or what I think I should mm-hmm. be doing in terms of in terms of prayer what my prayer life should look mm-hmm. like or we pray um, with our brains because we pray with our brains yeah exactly all of those things and sometimes it's even difficult for me to like sit and like do nothing in prayer even mm-hmm. if I'm not, even like just even being with the Lord or whatever like sometimes it's just I can't do that because I'm in pain mm-hmm. or I can't do that because it's, it's a hard thing to describe, like, but the brain, like with the cognitive stuff, it's like almost more um, distracting or there's too much stuff coming mm-hmm. at me in silence with the the Lord than yeah. there is if my brain is able to focus itself on one thing. So then that means that I need mm-hmm. to pray by doing spiritual reading only or by doing, so it's hard to like in sometimes to, yeah, yeah to, to meditate. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. So, so then it's been like, because <laughs> when I think about what I ought to be doing, then, then I'm like, that is tied to what's in my means to do. Hmm. Like what is within my means to to do because I've spent so much time feeling guilty about mm-hmm. what I can't do or guilty. Like every time, you know, when you go to confession, you're like, I've confessed the same damn sin yeah. for like years and years. And like, it doesn't look like it's going anywhere. Yeah. Every time I get on the road to drive somewhere, everybody else is a dumb idiot. And why <laughs> can't they get off of my highway before I get on there? Like, and that's just an extreme example. Right. But like, but honestly, for uh, for a hundred thousand years, I have like I, I always, whenever I'm on the road, I'm like, I just want to go. And then I every time I'm like, okay, today I'm only just I'm just gonna go the speed limit. I'm not gonna go into any passing lanes. And then I'm like, look at that idiot who's in that <laughs> lane. And every time, you know, <laughs> and then every time I think that it's immediately followed by I shouldn't be thinking this. Right. 
I shouldn't be, you know, and then when I go to confession mm-hmm. and then I confess my impatience or my lack of charity or whatever, and I'm like, I shouldn't be doing that. And I'm like, so it's like, it's like feeling, mm-hmm. I feel like those, like where I can see my own imperfections is so painful because I know that they hold me back from experiencing the Lord in a deeper mm-hmm. way. And that's true, right? Yeah. Like sure. in some, in some ways, some like ways, if we're talking yeah. about the natural, you know, progression, mm-hmm. like when, as our hearts become more pure, we just yeah. like, we're able to perceive the Lord close mm-hmm. to us and in, in a more like clear and, you know, purified and mm-hmm. true, true, real way that's devoid of our, yes, you know? Yes. And then, okay. So then what is this paradox and Rachel, I also want to hear about your weaknesses mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah, we have to delve into your heart. Oh yes. dang! I was Rachel like, shoot! Like, <laughs> I was like, skip me. That's totally fine. I'm okay with that. But I'm, I'm thinking about uh, Saint Therese of Lisieux, who totally, me too. Um, right? Brain yeah. Waves. Who's, who said the, you know, the Lord loves us not in spite of our weaknesses, but because of our weaknesses. Um, it's our weaknesses that draw him into love yeah. of mm-hmm. us. Just like when we look at a child who is trying to walk and falling and trying to walk and falling. And like, you know, my, my niece, um, right now she's learning to eat with a fork and it was so cute. She was kind of like trying to eat, like put stuff on the fork and then kind of like putting it to her mouth. And at some point she was like, yeah, no. And then she's like, puts the fork down and grabbed a handful of food and looks smudging <laughs> all over her face, you know? Amazing. And it's just like so sweet. And no one's like, she should be eating properly with like a fork and clean, like a human, like we're just like, it's adorable. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what draws us to, to these little humans who are just learning, you know, and if we're all children in in the sight of the Lord, like, how do we, um, and I have ideas of this, but like, how do we juxtapose those two things of like the Lord loving us as we are in our weakness, but also our call to, to growth and to holiness. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Well, I mean, I think, so I think, if, I mean, I have lots of weaknesses, but the one I will share of the many, <laughs> um, is like, I would say consistency. Like I suck at being consistent with anything, like in terms of like, just like simple habits, like, like, you know, there's people who are like order people, like people mm-hmm. who like routine. I, if you can be the absolute opposite of that, I'm the, like, I don't think any two days of my life have looked the same. Like <laughs> You know, I think ever, like, you know, when I was a kid, because I just, there's something about me that just repelled mm. routine or something like that. Like, mm. I just, you know, and even my, like something as simple as my, my vitamins, like I, every week I'm like, Rachel, we're going to do every day. Just take, just take your vitamins every day. Like, that's not a hard thing. It's not a hard thing. And I swear, I forget, like, there'll be like in a good week, I'll still forget two days out of that week because I don't know. I don't know why I don't even, I can't even explain it. So it's like, I'll get up and instead of taking my vitamin B, which I usually take in the morning, usually in quotes, like I, you know, I will forget it and I will mm. get into my reading and, and it is a bit, maybe an absent-mindedness or something like that or whatever. I don't know. But the point is like, that is something I struggle with big time. And, you know, if we're talking about like, yeah, people always say you have to have the same time for prayer and blah, blah, blah. And I have never been good at like, never, I've never been able to do that. And I think I've had really good people in my life just sort of bring up. And I think St. Trust for me has been just like life-saving because it, the way that I am as a person, it's just like, I can't do these things that everybody says are good and virtuous to do in the way that typically you would think of doing them. I mean, not that I can't, I try, but I fail miserably. And yeah, this whole idea of like, I think so what I have learned to do by, through the help and instruction of others is just 
bring the Lord in, mm-hmm. into the moments of perfection, imperfection rather. Mm-hmm. So like when I wake up, you know, just like constantly dialoguing with the Lord, mm-hmm. just always, always, always talking yeah. to him. And, and she says this, I mean, Sintra says this, I don't know where she says it, if it's story of the soul or, or some other, she wrote, she wrote other things or no, maybe not. Uh, I don't know. I think a story. Yeah. So it's probably a story <laughs> of a soul, but maybe not. But you, this, this idea of like, don't wait, you know, after a mm-hmm. fall, just like go straight to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And obviously in cases of mortal sin, like we need to go to confession a hundred percent. That's so mm-hmm. good. And also, also we should go to confession, you know, semi-regular, like mm-hmm. pretty regularly. I'm not negating that at all. But her, her thing is like right away, like yeah. you can't, maybe mm-hmm. it's like 2 a.m. and there's no confession anywhere. That doesn't mean you have to wait till you mm-hmm. get to confession before you go to the Lord. Like, right. You know what? You might be thinking of mm-hmm. the book called "I Believe in Love," which is oh yeah, that's right. There's a priest who wrote about story of a soul, but because he Del Bay, yeah, 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 yeah. which I used to have that book and I lent it to someone, and then you know they've probably lent it to someone book. else and everything. It's such a wonderful book. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, he talks exactly about that with the um, uh, the walking on the water story of Peter, and he says the that story is less about how like Peter succumbed to the waves, but it's more about how Peter as soon as he got into the waves and he fell, he said, Lord, Lord, help me. Yeah. It's, not that, it's not about failing, whether you're going to trust the first time. It's that once you fall, that you still go right back to the Lord and say, Lord, help me, you know, help my own. Yeah. Um, and I love, I love that so much. It's so beautiful. And I think St. Therese did say this or some, what one of the saints said this, like, we should not be like, we should not presume to follow. Obviously we should try yeah. the best, our best not to. But we should never really be surprised when we yeah. fall because, mm-hmm. like, that is our condition. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. So it, it, that can be pride, right? And it's like, yeah. but even in that case, it's like, even if you're struggling with pride, okay, just like bring that to the Lord. So <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. it's like at any layer of this, it's just like mm-hmm. start that conversation with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord help yeah. me. Exactly what Peter said. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lord help me. That honestly oh, changed my confessions. Was was bringing mm-hmm. that like trying to figure out with, with my limitations, what I, what I should and shouldn't be doing and what I'm capable of and not, um, to bring into confession my own, yeah, like pride, like where I've asked more of myself than the Lord was asking of me, you know? Mm. And cause mm. that's even like, like, I've always found that difficult, I think of, um, and that's something that's been coming up for for me a lot is like we've talked about therapy stuff before. So there's um, internal family systems therapy, which is the kind of like the mode of therapy, whatever I do. But there's so there's a part of me that is the editing part. Mm-hmm. It's the editor of everything I do. So it's the part of me that that thinks about every word that I speak, that looks at every action that I do that thinks about every interaction that I have and like analyzes it, you know, and attempts to kind of damage control in a sense of like, so um, if I, like, I'm always, you know, thinking about like moderating what I, what I say, or it's basically Mm -hmm. like, right. So like thinking about, or, you know, when you think about a conversation that you had like 10 years ago and you're like, I was such an idiot in that conversation. How could I say, or it's like, Mm -hmm. like things like that. Right. But the part, the part of us, that's always, um, I feel like it's the part of us that's always kind of analyzing, or for me anyways, that's always like analyzing what I do and what I say, which is helpful in a certain sense of, 
um, of like being, having self-knowledge and being able to give those broken parts of myself to the Lord or the parts that need more purification. Like it's good to have a self-knowledge of like, oh, I have trouble being patient when I'm driving. Like that's good for me to know, you know? Um, But then there's also a part of it that's like, that then somehow that becomes my God. Yeah. And it, and that's like that not voice. God. That yeah. voice becomes yeah. God becomes it, like right. for me I find that so tempting like for mm. that voice to become mm. the voice of God. And right. that is a lot that is, that is a lie. Voice. Like mm-hmm. honestly and it's when you think about it like that it's like that is a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> from the very pit of hell that because I said this thing wrong I'm not worthy of love. Like, mm-hmm. cause that's for me where it always goes, right. Is like, for me anyways, it's like, um, being loved in my brokenness, being loved as I am being loved, like with all my yeah. imperfections or with all my missteps or with all of my, you know, like, and, and, and so that's like, because I, because that's a struggle to really feel that I'm loved unconditionally, like to know that unconditional love of God, that's immediately where the enemy comes in and is like, and it's like, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. And none of it's true. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. There's so then what you're saying is actually making me think think of a different aspect of this like statement. I should be better mm-hmm. than I am, where it's like, I should be better than I am. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where it's like, okay, there's a recognition in this sort of Saint Therese little way, path, way, way forward, where it's like, I can't make myself better. I can cooperate Mm -hmm. with God who will form, reform, transform, Mm -hmm. heal, and, Mm -hmm. you know, make Mm -hmm. better, make me the person he always intended me to be. I, and I have agency. I don't, I mean, that's really important. I'm not trying to say like we, we lack, but my agency is not I'm not the architect. Right. right. I do not exactly. make myself better. You are I, not the potter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the potter. But mm-hmm. I can I think, yeah. I can be pliable. I can make myself mm-hmm. moldable. Mm-hmm. But I, or like let myself be molded. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like when a little child wants to be picked up, right? They mm-hmm. have agency and their agency is to say, you know, up, put their arms up and say, pick me up. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that that is the agency yeah. that we have when it comes to these weaknesses to realize I'm down here and I should be up there. Lord, pick me up, you know, and yeah. then we cooperate. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know, kids, sometimes when they're picked up, they do not cooperate with being held. And they, right. they go, they go like slumped mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh my gosh, like, how did you do this? Now you have to, right. So like we, we cooperate with being held, but we're still the ones that were being held. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's yeah. in St. Therese called it the, her like secret, um, what does she call it? Her like, secret elevator. Yeah. Elevator, yeah. To, yeah. elevator to heaven. Yeah. Right. It's just like, yeah. It's Jesus, Jesus arms. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's, I feel like it's also, it's one of those things that can be different for different for, for all of us, right? It's like how the Lord, like, what is the particular way? Like, I think I was Mm -hmm. talking a few episodes ago about like, just praying about like, like all of these things that it's, it's not what I do. It's not because of what I do that the Lord loves me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, if it's not what I do, then it's my, like my heart. Like he loves, mm-hmm. you know, who I'm, whatever, but I have nothing to give him. And mm-hmm. my heart is a stinking goo, messy, whatever. Okay. Um, And then, but it's my, for me, that idea of it's my poverty, you know, like exactly yeah. what you're saying, like that actually it's mm-hmm. my littleness, it's my inability, it's mm-hmm. my, it's my need for him that actually mm-hmm. is the thing that, 
attracts, you know? So that's, that's one of the things that I felt really helpful is like in those moments, exactly like you're saying, like, or of you sin or you experience this Mm -hmm. imperfection or whatever, and like giving it to the Lord. Mm -hmm. For me, it's through that lens of like poverty of like, I have nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have nothing with like, Mm -hmm. I cannot do anything. I cannot give you anything. The thing that I'm doing right now or whatever, however I'm sitting or experiencing my own limitations or whatever is like, I can't do anything. Yeah. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And there's, you and know, that's what? good. It reminds me of a scene from Little Women mm-hmm. um, where, so Joe March, she falls in love with this, this professor guy and he doesn't have a job and he doesn't have any money. And so he's at one point, like, he's telling her that he loves her, mm, right? but he says, you know, I, I love you. I he's nothing. like, but I have, I have nothing to offer you. My hands are empty. Mm. And she goes yeah. and she puts her hands in his hands. She's like, they're not empty anymore. Yeah. Um, and I th- always thought that's so beautiful. Like that's the Lord where we go like, Jesus, my hands are empty. And then he gives himself to us and says, no, you're not empty anymore. Yeah. You've got me. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Um, there's also another thought that I had when you were, when you were sharing Aaron was, which was like, um, I also find it really helpful to sometimes just to let God love me, like not even to think about why it is that he loves me, but just to re-encounter the fact of his love. Like, you know, because Mm -hmm. there's something so, um, we just did this actually one of my classes, one of my professors was asking us, you know, what is your definition of like morality or, which kind of goes into the should conversation a little bit, Mm -hmm. morality or virtue, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he quoted from, I think it was from, I don't know, some fair time splendor where it was. It was from an encyclical. And he said, like, you know, I think, I think it was JP2 somewhere said, um, it's a response to the love of God. Like it's always a response. Yeah. So we kind of focus on this word response. And so that just like I just thought of that because I was like, yeah, we mm-hmm. we can't even our nothingness, we can't even initiate sort of a like Lord, like in a way. Mm the only way that we can respond, it's, it has to be a response. Like yeah. the only way to really know yeah. God loves us is first to know that he loves us, you know, mm. and then to sort of find the response that that evokes in us. But I think sometimes like, even for me, there's a big temptation to sort of start with me, you know, start with mm-hmm. me and like, what am, what's going on Lord. And like be, and sort of like, turn this way, which is necessary. Like, you know, we've talked about it and I, I, I agree with you. I think self-knowledge is so helpful. Yeah, right. It's huge. It's huge. Mm-hmm. But I think but that I'm, comes from the Lord too. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's like the starting yeah. point is actually the gaze mm-hmm. of love. That is God looking at me and mm-hmm. just to let myself be in that gaze. And I've experienced this. And I think we all probably have like in different situations where God has used people or, or, yeah. or something where I've, I mean, I've, I encountered once, and I think I've shared before in spiritual direction, like my spiritual director looked at me with the love of God. And I don't even think he knew that that's what was happening in that moment. It's just like, God just Mm. so powerfully. And it was, it just immediately impacted me Mm -hmm. and changed me. Like immediately Mm. I knew something about God's love for me that I had Mm -hmm. never known before Mm. because I was looked at in that, in the gaze of that love. And I think it made me realize actually that experience, my spiritual director made me realize like, I do not just let myself be seen by God Mm -hmm. just to just experience his love, just to be with him in the way of just 
yeah, I, I, Lord, like, I want to know your love. Like just, and sometimes I think we just have to ask for the grace because it's actually hard sometimes. It's, it's very a hard, hard thing, you know, it's the hardest thing in the world. I think to let yeah. the Lord love you and to really, mm-hmm. to, because I mean, because every experience that we have of love on earth is imperfect from yeah. the people around us, from our parents, from our friends, from our, every experience is imperfect. Right. So then it's like to let this perfect love seep into the depths of your bones. Mm-hmm. And especially because that love knows much more deeply the faults and the mm-hmm. wounds and the sins than anybody else on earth will ever know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else on earth who knows some of the faults you sins and they don't love you perfectly. How could this love who knows the mm-hmm. depth of your wretchedness mm-hmm. love you perfectly? Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's, right. so it's hard yeah. to, it's hard it's to very vulnerable. believe. Yeah, it is very vulnerable. It's very vulnerable. That's very true. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And it yeah. does. So then it actually like, it, it ends up being like an act of faith an act of trust, mm-hmm. you know, to be like, yeah. Lord. And I think it has to be a prayer. Like, Lord, help me yeah. to mm-hmm. just like, like, just help me let you love me. Like, please mm-hmm. help me experience your love. Um, but I think sometimes that that's some, a place that God has just brought me like, yeah, let's go back to that because that's the fundamental thing here that you just keep missing, Rachel. Like you just keep yeah. skipping over kind of the whole right. thing, you know, yeah. like you, yeah. you get into the end, but you, you kind of miss the whole thing in, in the process. Yeah. So, I, um, I feel like yeah. this is so many, co- like, this is like so many conversations I have and we're like, oh yeah, this thing and this problem and this thing. And then it always comes back to prayer bring yeah. it to Jesus, you know, yeah. when you got a case of the shoulds, mm-hmm. bring it to Jesus. Yeah. yeah. What else are we going to do? What mm-hmm. else are we going to do? And I want to add, cause I did bring this up at the beginning and I don't want to sort of totally leave it hanging, which is like, mm. there's another layer of this where it's like the superficial shoulds, you know, I should be enter like for, I mean, I think men and women all is right. like, I should be fitter. I should be smarter. I should be whatever superficial mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But that also is falls in the same sort of case this should go to prayer because it really at the base of that stuff too, it's that I'm not lovable. I need to be fitter usually because like, Mm. I can't love myself unless Mm -hmm. I'm the fittest I've ever been Mm. or I nobody will love me. Or I mean, you know, I I think I keep Mm. bringing up fitness because I'm trying trying to work out Mm. right now. And it's like, there's a whole schedule I'm trying to figure out, but you know, but like whatever, like eating well or studying well, or taking your vitamins or not forgetting things Mm. or like, or anything superficial that you can think of really is actually quite deep because it really points to like, I don't think that, I think that mm. I'm too imperfect to be loved. Like that's really what yeah. it is, you know? Yeah. So I feel like and- it puts the focus on what's like, what is external? Like e- even cause, cause even can touch on deep things. Like, like I found cognitive stuff really challenging lately. And so I'm like, I should be able to record a video, I should be able to do this editing thing. I should be able to. And then sometimes I just can't, but it's not like, but it's like that should comes from, there's like a fear of not being able to, to do the things that will be impactful in the world or that will, you know what I mean? That will live up to the expectations of mm-hmm. what we should be doing with our lives and wh- how we should look mm-hmm. and how we should like all the, all the shoulds that, that are like imposed on us, not even the shoulds that we that we are imposing on ourselves necessarily, but mm-hmm. it's like the shoulds that are imposed on us and that we then take in. And then it's like, those are, they're not, they're not the expectations of, of the Lord. Most of the time, I think, you know? Yeah. 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 No. 
Um, and then we'll go to Godwink in a sec, but I just thought mm-hmm. of, I, we just did an episode a couple weeks ago with Mary Webb and her daughter, mm-hmm. Gemma, right? And I think what a witness Gemma is mm-hmm. in the face of all our shoulds, because, yeah. you know, I mean, nobody would say like, Gemma, you should do this or you should do that because she's, she's maybe, she doesn't have those capabilities. But if you look at her life and the fruit mm-hmm. of her life, it's so beautiful. It's beautiful. So much love there. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of, kind of gets things in perspective a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like kind of yeah. throws a bunch of shoulds in the trash. Cause you're like, I don't, mm-hmm. maybe that's not it at all. Maybe it's not yeah. at all about the shoulds. Yeah. Maybe there's mm-hmm. like just a, something else entirely. Because the Lord is sovereign because he's sovereign and he, he brought God out of the cross. <laughs> that's the ultimate like jesus should have died he should have you know been he should have come off the cross and and made everybody pay around him who who had attempted to crucify him but but god god does do things yeah, yeah it's a different like he his he's always sovereign yeah i love that Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. And I think St. Therese says that too. She's like, Lord, like it would be something, something is effect. Like, right. It would mm-hmm. be an amazing miracle if I was a saint or something. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, that was a total paraphrase and like everybody who loves St. Therese is like, that is not what she said. And I agree. You, you guys are right. But she says something to that effect. She's like, mm-hmm. even I, even I can be a saint. Like, like she, cause she compares herself with like doctors of the church and right. missionaries right right and she's like, like never... super sensitive yeah right. all place and she oh and that god would not have planted those desires in her if he right. had not um intended to fulfill them that's, that's right, right. Mm-hmm. and then he did and so he will you know in all yeah. of our lives. So, exactly yeah yeah so praise god cool Okay. That's true. All of our desires <laughs> for perfection will ultimately be fulfilled. God willing, should we make it to heaven, we pass through purgatory where we will be perfected and we will be yeah. with him in perfection. So every desire we have for perfection is good. That's right. that's right. Or we just be super, God just makes us super holy before purgatory. And then we just, yeah, go to that's right. right. And then away. just heaven. That's the aim. You know, or just get, get yourself martyred somehow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So Nicole, you have a God wink. I do. I do have a God wink. This this just happened. Um, like before we recorded. So I, okay. So I love, I love Andrea Bocelli. I would Mm, say, you know, people are like, oh, this person's voice makes me swoon. And I was like, what is that? His voice makes me swoon. Like I kind of get, I get, I like, I lose <laughs> track of reality. Yeah. He's your I Elvis. Hear. He's, He's your, your Elvis. celebrity crush. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a celebrity crush, right? He is. Something like that. Yeah. That's, I think I've said that he's my celebrity yeah. crush before on the mm-hmm. podcast. So anyway, so he's coming to Nashville <gasps> next week. Um, and so Nathan, Nathan, of course, knows. I, t- I tell Nathan, Nathan, I love you so much. I also love Andrea Bocelli. So he, <laughs> mm-hmm. he knows and he's accepted it. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, he's been, Nathan has been trying to look at like on the lookout for tickets, but they're really expensive. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we're trying to save money and it's just like, okay, you know, um, but I was, you know, I still hope I looked at tickets like yesterday or something. I looked them up just to see, and I'm like, oh yeah, they're all very expensive. Mm. Uh, anyway, Nathan texted or called me just like a couple hours, like right before we recorded. And he, he was like, do you want to go to the Andrea Bocelli con- conference concert? Sorry. Concert. And <laughs> Uh, so what happened was one of his, um, like student leader colleagues was chatting and she's like, oh yeah, like I'm going to the Andrea Bocelli concert next week with my fiance. Cause my mom sent me tickets for my birth for not for my birthday, like sent me tickets or whatever. Cause she's like, mm. I love Andrea Bocelli. 
And then Nathan was like, oh, that's so cool. Like my wife also loves Andrea Bocelli. And she was like, wait, like, does she want to come instead of like my fiance? Because I guess her fiance was like, yeah, I'll come with you. But like, he's just not really interested. And she wanted to go with somebody who like wants to go. And Nathan was like, okay, like I'll text her. So now she's super excited to go with me. I get to go now to Andrea Bocelli concert. So it's a oh my gosh, that's awesome! And I'm I'm really excited. Are you guys gonna wear matching (laughs) t-shirts? That would be amazing. (laughs) Like go get them printed somewhere. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So that's my God wink. Just you know, great. That is an awesome God wink. He fulfills our design. He does. There you go. Amazing. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, God bless. Well, I'm really excited because we'll actually. Mm-hmm. When are you going? Because then we get to hear about it. Like a week from today. Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, future Sweet. episode Andre Bocelli mm-hmm. live I'll concert. Tell you review. all about it. We could just have an episode all about Andre yeah. Andre Bocelli <laughs> and how you can helpful. message him and see if he wants to I come in suffering. and talk about his suffering. Yeah, he does have a very interesting life. Like he's blind, yeah. and like there's all kinds of like interesting things about him. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. that's so exciting. Have cool. so much fun, Nicole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on that yeah. note, get it musical. No, never. Oh, you were gonna shout out somebody. Oh yeah, Sonia. Hi, Sonia. I had a great conversation with Sonia, who's one of who's somebody who's just recently started listening, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, just shared some really beautiful things with me about some episodes that she heard, and yeah, it was just lovely talking. Mm-hmm. To you. So hey, Sonia. Hey, Sonia. <laughs> um thank you so much for listening and yeah thanks everybody for tuning in um and we'll see you guys next week we love you bye bless you you. Bye. bye Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.